Welcome back to the Lang Logic Podcast. This is our Super Bowl edition of our podcast. I'm joined with Nick, my brother, wearing his Patrick Mahomes jersey. And we are joined again with Tajay Bligrove, um, our Stephen A. Smith of, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come up more spicier takes. Yeah, I gotta be Stephen A. Yeah, I have those bolt takes like him. Um, yeah. So we took a little bit of a week off last week, um, just because there wasn't much football or sports going on. But last time we talked, we covered Championship Weekend um, and the McGregor fight. Obviously, we know what happened with the McGregor fight. But um, last time we uh, we had our a show, uh, we broke down the championship games um and obviously we got the chiefs and the buccaneers that came out on top in those games and um so they will be squaring off in tampa for super bowl 55 um so it's going to be like the mini goat versus the the ultimate goat tom brady versus patrick mahomes great quarterback matchup great offensive matchup so it should be an exciting game what are your guys's um I'll go, Nick, you go first, um, and Tajay right after. Um, what's your initial thoughts when you think of this game and what you're expecting uh, this Sunday? I'm just expecting a very offensive game from both sides. Um, initial thoughts, uh, obviously, being in the Buccaneers stadium uh, and then playing in their own stadium for the Super Bowl is pretty cool. And for it to be Tom Brady's 10th appearance in the Super Bowl and for that to happen, uh, home field advantage basically for the Super Bowl is it's pretty crazy so yeah it's going to be uh, one for the books for sure Tajay what are your initial thoughts when uh, this matchup obviously came into fruition yeah I was kind of like thinking it was like the Chiefs offense versus the Buccaneers defense the Buccaneers defense was a big like catalyst in getting them to the Super Bowl especially when they played the uh, Packers the first time around in the regular season and completely shut down Aaron Rodgers so I think I'm looking at the Bucks defense to have to make at least a couple of big plays. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw a lot of interception or fumble the ball a lot. Chiefs don't turn the ball a lot at all, mostly. So I think the Buccaneers are going to have to generate at least one or two turners to kind of just keep this game like firmly in their control if they want to like go hand-in-hand with the Chiefs. Because obviously the Chiefs have an electric offense and the Bucks also do as well. But I think the, the Buccaneers are going to have to swing a couple extra possessions via turnovers to help hopefully get a little bit more points on the board. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at the, that matchup. Yeah, and, you know, the Bucks have a great, um, you know, linebacker core. They got a great front seven in general. Um, so that'll be interesting um, to see because I was watching First Take uh, today and they were saying, you know, who is the ultimate favorite? Um, and, you know, Stephen A. said the Chiefs and Max said the Bucks. And obviously Stephen A. thought he was crazy for that. But, um, you know, if you look at the, the front seven matchup, with the Bucks D line really coming into their own and um, forcing a lot of those turnovers, we saw that in the Saints game. Um, they came up big when they had to. We know what their butt, what their offense can do, but you know their defense wins. Cha- defense wins championships. So I think whoever's defense can come up with that, like you said, Tajay, that key turnover, that swing late in the game that they can, uh, you know, either swing the fiddle position. Um, field position and you know the time of possession is going to be key as well um you know chiefs are three point favorites in this one as of now 
Um, you know, so it's definitely going to be an offensive-heavy matchup. Both offenses have, you know, you look at the tight end matchup, you have Rob Gronkowski versus Travis Kelsey. you got Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, um, you know, you name it, uh, McCole Hardman. So, you know, I think the running backs are going to have to come into play too because um, – I forget who said this, but you look at the tight end matchup specifically. I think it was Christian McCaffrey who was on first take today. He said the tight end matchup is going to be key because you double up all those wide receivers on the outside. Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are going to have to come up big, and those are two of the best in the game. Gronk, one of the best of all time. But, yeah, I think you look at those individual matchups, um, but obviously whoever plays the best as a team is going to be – um, you know, who comes out on top because, you know, Tom Brady, it doesn't matter who's the better team. I think we all can agree that the Chiefs are obviously the favorite. Yeah. But I feel like Tom Brady's experience is nothing to joke with. And, you know, he goes to a Tampa team that was not very good when he got there. And it reminds me a lot of LeBron James when, you know, you go to a team and make them instant contenders, make everyone around you better. So... This is going to be an interesting matchup. I, I like the quarterback matchup. I like the tight end matchup, the receiving matchup. But like Tajay said, I think when it comes down to it late in the game, uh, down the stretch, defense is going to have to come up big for either team if they want to come out on top. So what what are your guys' thoughts on um, you know the coaching matchup? What are what do you expect game plan wise um, in order to prepare for this type of matchup? You got Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians, so a great head coaching matchup as well. Andy Reid obviously did it last year, has a great experience uh, with the Eagles. One of I think one of the most underrated coaches um, in a long, long time. But Bruce Arians, you know, has a very diverse coaching staff, a lot of different backgrounds and. Um, experiences with coaching he has women as coaches a lot of african-american coaches that are getting a lot of good opportunities same with the chiefs so i think when it all is said and done what are your guys's expectations from a game plan level from those coaches tajay why don't you go first um with especially with the um with the buccaneers i think bruce Arians is gonna have to utilize the running game a lot more than they've done throughout the year They've been utilizing the running game really well in the playoffs, so Leonard Fournette's been really cooking as of late. And I believe the running game is going to have to come into play for the Buccaneers if they want to win this game because you don't want to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes because it's a really hard matchup for you to win unless you have an electric, dynamic offense that can go toe-to-toe. So they're going to have to run the ball a lot. They're going to have to find a way to control the time of possession, trying to limit them possessions that the Chiefs can get, and just sustain long drives where they're keeping the Chiefs' defense on the field for – for a majority, for a, a really significant amount of the game, because they don't want to give Patrick Mahomes these possessions. You don't want to be punting three and outs and throwing three straight incompletions, and you take hardly any time off the clock. So, I, I believe running the football is going to have to come into play for the Buccaneers and for the Chiefs. Honestly, just do their own game, do their own game plan. Obviously, they, we've seen them get down multiple times before. They're not just don't get discouraged if the Buccaneers get an early lead on them. Because it really no lead is safe when you're playing against the Chiefs. So honestly, just play their game plan. Utilize the tight ends underneath with um, Travis Kelsey. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is always going to get his because there's really no cornerback in NFL camp that can consistently guard him mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So I believe just stick to their game plan. Don't get discouraged if they get down early. And for the Buccaneers, just run the football. 
in control time of possession. No, I think for both teams, the running game is going to have to come up big because we know how how offensive both teams are with their wide receivers, how stacked they are with their wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Hardman, three very and Sammy Watkins for those four on the Chiefs. Then you got Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, four solid for the Bucks. You're they're gonna. They're, each defense is going to look at guarding or double teaming a combination of players, and then they're going to forget about the run game. So yeah. it's the run game is going to have to come up big for either team if they want to come out on top. Especially, I mean, it's going to have to come up bigger for the Chiefs, I think, because with as many weapons as they have um, that have been consistent this season. Yeah, and I think uh, another good point to look at too is obviously the quarterback matchup but the way the quarterbacks play play the game um you look at tom brady a lot of experience a lot of you know high football iq but is more of a pot straight pocket passer mm-hmm. you look at patrick mahomes obviously a huge you know iq as well not as much experience in total but you know he's a his, straight shooter he just wherever it's open he just shoots it down the field he's, 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 he's a gun like, gunslinger and his ability to extend plays too i think is very underlooked as well um so i think that's gonna be huge too because you look at the weapons that he has on that offense tyreek hill travis kelsey especially hill you barely can cover him for a regular route but when you have mahomes scrambling around um and you have to cover for hill for seven eight nine ten seconds whatever you know it makes it makes a long day for the defense in that secondary so i think that's going to be the key too you know one can the Bucks get to Mahomes? Can they create pressure? But when they do get to him, they have to wrap up and get him down. Yeah, or he force known, Yeah, he's known. I mean, the last game, it was shown that he was going down. He was halfway down and still sidearmed it to Travis Kelsey down the field for like 15 yards. I mean, yeah. So he's not going to go – the play's not over until he's down. Yep. So. And I think, you know, also to look at is – you know, once you create that pressure, like you had said, but the ability to, um, you know, cover for that long because you got Hill, Kelsey, like all the players you named, especially Hill. I mean, he's the fastest mammal on earth, for God's <laughs> sakes. So that dude is, you know, one, vertically, he's going to he's gonna burn you. But if you're creating crossing routes with Mahomes extending plays, it's, it's just a lethal offense in general. Um, to be able to have all the weapons Mahomes has at his disposal, so um, yeah, it, it's going to be—it's a very matchup and very a stylish, stylistic matchup uh, type of Super Bowl because some Super Bowls, you know, you have a little bit of a one-sided. One team is like this, another team's like this, but this is very, you know, pick for you know pick for pick. Both sides is very. Uh, similar in a lot of ways a lot of weapons on offense can can create turnovers on defense so I think it's going to come down to execution for the most part but um, you know another thing I want to look at too is you know especially from our area there's a lot of um, players that are from um, our general vicinity here in south central PA you got Bruce Arians from York you got uh, Lori Locust um, one of the, uh, the assistants from 
uh, up in Harrisburg, I believe. Uh, you got Shady McCoy from McDevitt. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a very local game as well. Um, so that's interesting to look at, especially from our area. Our area. Um, but the Chiefs have been here before. They've been here last year. And, um, you know, but I think quantity over quality. You know, Brady's been here 10 times. Mahomes doesn't have that much experience. He's still young and developing. Obviously one of the premier talents in this league. Um, but he's going up against the GOAT and um, going for a seventh ring, 10th um, tenth, tenth appearance. So this is no, like, nothing new for, you know, Brady and everything. So... Tajay, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the impact that, you know, Brady's experience is going to create in this game going up against, you know, not only one of the young, great young talents this league has, but, you know, his experience too is nothing to joke around. Obviously, we know what he did last year in the Super Bowl. So um, what do you think of that matchup in general, the experience versus that young buck kind of the, the changing of the guard type of thing? Yeah, with Brady, with his um, game plan, he basically just has to do, just don't try to do too much because against the Packers, he did throw three interceptions, just trying to make some throws where there obviously wasn't a window to make. But he did have a really good throw, um, inc- um, incomplete pass that he threw on third down. That instead of taking the sack, he just threw in the dirt, and then they were able to kick up the game to setting field goal, which um, which ultimately ended up helping them win the game, um, giving them an eight-point lead. So... I think Brady's just going to have to play smart. Don't try to make any passes that aren't there. Don't try to force anything. Just try to get – just pretty much just operate their game their game plan because you don't want to give extra possessions back to the Chiefs because that's honestly playing with fire right there. And, yeah, that's just turnovers with Brady. He already – he's been there, done that. He's been to multiple Super Bowls, won multiple Super Bowls. But he's going against, I think, probably the most, like, electric offense he's probably ever faced. Um, probably hands to uh, the uh, greatest show on turf. But the and the and the Chiefs aren't too much below the Greatest Show on Turf. Obviously, Greatest Show on Turf were a different animal, but the Chiefs also are really electric offense in their own right as well. And with Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously obviously the best quarterback in the NFL and currently right now, also former MVP. So I think yeah, he's just gonna have to do. He's gonna do his thing. He's always gonna get his. Just for him, just don't try to yeah. For him, I'm, I have the same thing that I said with Brady. Just don't try to do too much because. The Bucks might have all might jump in early lead, but Patrick Holmes usually doesn't get discouraged. That Chiefs offense doesn't really get discouraged. Just don't try to do too much. Just find your playmakers. Try to yeah. If you don't see it, if there's not a throw to make there, uh, don't try don't try to force anything. That's basically the game plan I have for both quarterbacks, because because possessions are going to be really crucial in this game. You don't want to give extra possessions to either of the offenses. Yeah, for um, both offenses. Um... Obviously Brady is more of a laid back. He's gonna he's gonna see it right. He's gonna he's a pocket passer. He's gonna he's not gonna try to make the biggest plays. He's not gonna scramble, obviously, he's Tom Brady. He's gonna be passing. He's not gonna make a run for it or anything like Mahomes might well like to try to make it pass down to Tyreek Hill or anything like that. But for we know how Tom Brady plays, we know his game plan. But for Mahomes for him to be effective in this game and to stay in the game the whole game, he can't be scrambling as much as he has been. He got caught up 
a few weeks ago and he got hit and went into concussion protocol. He can't go and sit out in the middle of the third quarter and sit out the rest of the game just because he was scrambling and was dumb. He needs to make good throws, and if he can't make a good throw, maybe scramble a little bit, but don't take off with it. If you can't, if you can't get anywhere, just throw it away. Speaking of scrambling, he's, he's gonna get hurt. Yeah, and um, here's some you know big stats to take a look at, and it, it speaks to what you're saying with you know blitz and you know creating pressure from that defense. Mahomes led the league in QBR against the blitz this year with a 96.8 QBR. Um, he was just blitzed under just under 21 percent of the time in the regular season, the third lowest rate. Um, but then you look at Brady, he was ranked 30th in QBR when under pressure, but number five in the league when he was, wasn't under pressure. So you just look at that that key difference alone. Mahomes is a scrambling-type quarterback. Brady is more of a pocket passer. Um, and then those percentages in terms of total QBR that they produce um, is just you know very intriguing to look at. So my next question is, what other matchups are you know that you're not you obviously the big name matchups um offense for offense weapon wise what are some underlying matchups that not a lot of people were talking about that you think are x-factor type matchups tajay why don't you go first i think offensive line is going to be a um, very underrated aspect of the game because Obviously, if the if the um, Arians tries to get the running game going, they're gonna have to find a way to block the interior linemen of the um, Chiefs, which are um, Chris Jones is a former uh, All Pro, so he's always gonna try to get in the backfield. He's always gonna try to disrupt the running game. So I believe the I believe the uh, offensive line coach and the offensive line are gonna be really crucial for the Buccaneers. They also have to find a way to protect Brady because obviously Tyron Matthew can get in on some um, safety blitz packages. They also like to sometimes rush their two linebackers, Daniel Soros, and can, um, another safety can get in the backfield. So they're obviously gonna try to get Brady. We've seen that in multiple scenarios before where when if you pressure Brady. You can get him to make some errant throws. You can get him to rush, and he won't be comfortable. So that's that's honestly the one thing to beat Braves. You have to get a pressure on him. So obviously their defensive corner is going to dial up a lot of blitz packages, going to find a way to utilize zone blitzes, and just try to um, try to confuse Brady. You're not going to confuse him too much with coverages, but with different blitz packages, I think you can get to Brady with that. And yeah, I think offensive line for the Chiefs also is going to come into play because there's been there's been some little bit of COVID protocols that are going on right now. So I think they're trying to figure that out. Who's who's going to be eligible to play? Because there's some there's um out, it looks like there's a slight little outbreak going around and, and within the Chiefs um organization. So there might be might be some offensive linemen out. Possibly we really don't know yet. So I think offensive line play is going to be good. You're um, big for the Chiefs as well. Just find a way to protect Patrick Mahomes because obviously the defensive line for the Bucks is very scary. Their linebacking core led by Levant, um, Levante David can get to the quarterback. Their safeties with Antoine Winfield Jr. can get to the quarterback. So. I think both DCs um, are gonna are gonna find uh, unique ways to get to their quarterbacks. So even though Patrick Mahomes, like you said, Zach, is the number one against the blitz, I believe Josh Allen isn't too far behind him either, and along with Justin Herbert. So yeah, I think pressure is gonna be a big thing in this game. So offensive line play is gonna be crucial. Yeah, and I, I uh, seen something else too. Obviously, with Eric Fisher being out with the torn Achilles, and then um, you know, like you had said, a lot of COVID outbreak uh, going around right now with the barber incident. 
um, you know, some of them cut, you know, cutting the chief's hair and stuff, and the barber then tested positive for COVID, so that's how they got it. Um, but the key thing to look at, I heard Andy Reid is making all of the starting linemen learn each position in case one of the other yeah. positions goes down. So I think that's another key element that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, you know, when you right, exactly versatility and be able to. Uh, you know, if someone else goes down, it's the next man up, and you shift around. You it's the last game of the season, so you you have to do what you gotta do. So don't know who's they don't really know who's eligible either. Cause right. There's still there's the game doesn't happen until Sunday. A lot can happen within those like forty four days. So yeah, there could be an app because there could someone might test positive. They don't have the, a lot of depth right now because there's people on IR. So and they're they probably gonna have to call up some people from the practice squad. I believe they're eligible too. So. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Tajay with what he was saying about how the offensive line is going to come up big for either team because, like I said earlier, the run game is going to be crucial for each each team and to get that going. You know, obviously the like first thing first is the offensive line. So, and also to protect both quarterbacks to be able to make the plays with the weapons that they have. Also with um, the Bucks, especially, I think their line is has more pressure because we all know if you pressure Brady, you get him rattled. He's gonna start making bad throws. He's gonna get flustered, and it might not turn out the way he wants it to. And he doesn't scramble, so you get pressure in there and just keep pounding him. He's he might get shut down. I mean, it's hard to say because he's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right? And to say he gets shut down by the defensive line is tough to make a make a prediction about that but so yeah um so we mentioned a lot of you know strengths for both teams what are your guys's you know key weaknesses that you see holes in either the offense defense special teams of both teams uh that you think can play a role this sunday um that the other team obviously can capitalize on and execute um whether it's turnovers this and that um you know what are your thoughts on holes that you see in either team if if any, um, and you know the way that that other team can capitalize on that, Tajay. I think the secondary of the Bucks, I think, will be a weakness going up against the strength of the Chiefs, which is their, obviously their receiving core. So in the first matchup, Tyree Kill honestly was he lit it up. I think he had over two hundred receiving yards at the in the first quarter. Yeah, in, the, in their first matchup early in the season on uh, CBS, it was a 4 p.m. game. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, I think, had over 200 yards receiving, had three touchdowns, had over, I think, 10 catches in the game, if I'm correct. He had, like, two big electric touchdowns for that were for really big, long games. So, And then, yeah, I think he was matched against Carlton Davis, So, uh, and um, I think Jamal Dean's on the other side. So their secondary is really talented, but they're very young and, inex- and a little bit inexperienced. So... I think that I think they're safe, and I think they're also missing Antoine Winfield. I don't know if he's going to play in this game either because he's battling an injury. So and so they've had a White, I believe it was Jordan Whitehead filling in for him. So obviously the their secondary is really young. If that's a good, that's a good thing, and it's also can be a little bit of a disadvantage for them because they're going against Tyree Kill, McCole Harbin, Travis Kelsey can't really be guarded. Sammy Watkins, I believe, might be playing this game. I don't know if Demarcus Robinson is playing, but it's you're, they're going up against some burners, and they're going up against the obvious, arguably the best tie in the game, and they're also going against a really good running game with Edwards E. Lair and also uh, Le'Veon Bell, too, in the backfield. So I think the secondary is going to be tested. So I think 
they're going to, I think Ty Bowles is going to find a way to get pressure, a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes to get him to, to make some errant throws, possibly open up some possibilities for some interceptions because, you know, they don't want to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes just lighting them up with Tyreek Hill because it's only a handful of cornerbacks who can possibly match up with him. At least, not, they probably can't match the speed, but at least be able to contain him a little bit. But it's really hard to cover Tyreek Hill. I think the secondary of the Bucks is going to be their a big disadvantage. And they're going to have to find a way to get creative and just get pressure on Patrick Mahomes because they don't want to get into a shootout. Nick? Yeah, well, what I was going to say, um, it might not be a hole or anything in the team, but I think experience with both quarterbacks is going to possibly come up big in the later quarters. And I know the Chiefs are very talented. They have a lot of weapons, and they've been hot this season. But I feel like Tom Brady and, you know, Gronk, their experience in this stage of the season might balance out the weapons that the Chiefs have um, going into the later like quarters, because they the Chiefs dominate most of the game, but you know going into that last four or five minutes of the fourth quarter, if Brady's down by three, he gets the ball back, you know, with a couple timeouts. I mean, that's dangerous. Yeah, and the other thing too that we hadn't mentioned that's you know obvious the first Super Bowl ever to be held in uh, one of the team's home stadiums. So that's going to be not not so much home field advantage in terms of having fans in the stadium and having that element, but just being comfortable with you know sleeping in your own bed, yeah. not no travel, all those little things that add up. Um, they don't have to do any of that. So that's I think I don't well in terms of what happens on game day but leading up to the game it's going to play you know obviously a key role being already there um and comfortable and playing in that stadium comfortable being around their family that type of thing so that's an interesting you know thing to look at as well um so we only got a few minutes uh left here on the podcast um prediction time tajay and nick um and then i'll go last where are your guys's predictions um, you know, and, and thoughts uh, because of, the, you know, for that prediction and, you know, the score and who wins. I have the Bucks winning 27-20 over the Chiefs. I think I think, I think the, it's going to just come down to possessions, I believe. I think the Bucks um, get the ball last drive of the game. Brady gets them a touchdown, and I believe that's the, that'll be the deciding score. So, I think, I think Bucks 27-20 over the Chiefs. I think Mahomes still has, has a really good game. I think he might have a crucial turnover in a late portion of the game, and that will give the Bucks an, an extra possession to get a score, and then they end up scoring on the final draft they need. So I say Bucks 27-20 over the Chiefs. But it's also going to be – they're also predicting rain in this game. It's a, like, I think a 75% chance of thunderstorms, so there might not be a lot of scoring in this game. They might try to run the ball a lot to begin because the conditions might not favor them throwing that lot. We won't have as much uh, purple rain action with Prince, but we'll have the weekend performing. I heard he's spending seven million dollars of his own money to make it what he envisions. So he's he, he's very in- invested into this, and that'll be an exciting <laughs> be part of the game, game too. Should be a good halftime show. So Tajay has the Bucks winning twenty-seven twenty. Experience over, um, you know, the premier talent, uh, premier young talent in this league, I should say. Uh, Nick, obviously a huge Mahomes fan. What are your predictions for this game? Well, obviously I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, Mahomes, I think, with the talent he has, the the youngness on the team that he has, I think they come out on top. Um, Score-wise, 
Uh, I think it's going to be 31-24 Chiefs. Um, towards the end of the game, I, I do think that uh, Brady will get the ball back um, going into the later half of the fourth quarter, but I think he chokes it. I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that he gets too comfortable in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs are just more hungry for it. And I just, it's just a weird feeling that Tom Brady might choke in this, this Super Bowl here. <clears throat> so, one-to-one. One. I'm the, the, I'm the, the tiebreaker. Uh, as a fan, I want the Chiefs to win. Um, but my gut's telling me, you know, experience is going to come up big in this game. Um, obviously, the Chiefs 14-2 on the year. The Bucks 11-5. Chiefs have had a better year. But that doesn't matter when it comes down to experience and defense. And I think um, the lack of, you know, I think you could you could look at it like we had, you know, went in depth with and analyzed the matchups that are going to be crucial in this game. Uh, you can't argue anything against, you know, nothing but respect for Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. You know, they're all dynamic players in this league. Um, but you have just as many weapons on that, you know, offensive side of the Bucks. I think there's going to be some key um, absences on the O-line for the Chiefs. So I think that's going to play a key factor in, you know, the Bucks creating pressure and getting turnovers on Mahomes, you know, as a young quarterback. Brady's been here, done that, and I've learned over the years as a Steelers fan, you don't bet against Brady, um, you know, and I think, you know, Bruce Arians is – Deserves to get that as a head coach, and he's been a you know a great coach over the years for a lot of different teams, a lot of quarterbacks that he's been able to kind of take under his wing, and I think him and Brady are a great um, coach quarterback duo, um, and they're in their home stadium. Um, I'm, I'm gonna my my gut's telling me the Tampa Bay Bucks come out on top in this game. Brady, you know, proves a lot of doubters wrong that he can win without Belichick. Um, you know, and I think he just seals his legacy as, you know, as the greatest of all time. And with seven Super Bowls, I think um, either him or one of his weapons will get MVP. Um, and I think it's going to be a close game. I think offensively it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to come down to that one last crucial stop. And if they give the Brady, Brady the ball back late, I think he, you know, you know what he does with it. So for those reasons, I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to say 31 to 31-28 um, bucks. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, and I, I, that's all I hope for as a fan and as a football fan. And, you know, I just hope it's a good game, no injuries, and just put on a show for the football fans. So Super Bowl 55 this Sunday at 6.30. Uh, between the Chiefs and the Bucks on CBS. Uh, we look forward to this matchup, um, and we will uh, be dropping this podcast Friday. So, guys, take a listen, uh, subscribe, share, like, follow. Um, on Instagram, we have it on YouTube, uh, Anchor, Spotify. Go listen, uh, and please share this podcast as well. So, this has just been a Super Bowl edition of uh, the Lang Logic podcast, and we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate Tajay being on as a guest, and uh, we will see you next time. Hope you enjoy Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday uh, between the Chiefs and the Bucks. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your night.